Welcome to the Communitas Podcast. This is Joy Preston, and today you're going to hear part two of a conversation that Jeff Reinhardt and I had with Dr. Carl Lehman. If you haven't heard the first half, please go back and listen to that from last week, and then come back here and join us for part two. You have talked a lot about the concepts in the Emmanuel approach, but tell us a little bit more about that resource and how people can engage with it. And yeah, yeah. So I, you, I, I've already put in two thirds of the pieces. Yeah, as a part of our conversation so far, which anybody who knows me, that's not a surprise. You give Carl Lehman a chance to talk that the Emmanuel approach is going to get in there, no matter what you talk about. Let's talk about waffles. You know, well, you know, if you're having waffles. And you're aware of you know the subtle things, and you share them with your person at the table. You'll realize that Jesus is with you. <laughs> yeah, right. Part of so, everything. So one piece is the thing I shared about relational circuits. You know, God designed part of your brain to do relationships, and when that part of your brain is is online and active, and the more active it is, the stronger the positive effect is. Simple steps, brain science. You get to the point where, okay, now I've been a positive memory and I can feel Jesus' living presence beside me. And then you say, okay, here's our menu. You can just enjoy being with Jesus for the next 10 minutes. I mean, that just, you, uh, our little prayer exercise at this, is this spiritual retreat, you know, we're supposed to take a half an hour or whatever. And so it took us 10 minutes to get there. So now I'm just spend the next 20 minutes just enjoying being with Jesus. And every, every couple of minutes, just pause to tell me about it. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I perceive Jesus is with me, and yes, yeah, a wonderful memory. Um, another menu option. So there's an issue, like, yeah, where should we go on vacation? You know, I want to go to Indiana, and Joy wants to go to Idaho. Or, so, Jesus, um, can you help me look at that with you? Is there anything you want me to know about that? You know, I'm, why am I so resistant to the idea of visiting his uncle in Indiana? Can you look at that with me, Jesus? Okay, I'll look at it with you. Um, spiritual direction. So, Lord, um, these are some of the spiritual issues I'm kind of just looking at in my life. Can you look at those with me? You say, basically, Jesus, could you be my spiritual director for the next half an hour? Say, oh, I'd be happy to. He's a very good spiritual director. Um, You can, uh, there's a couple more. Oh, intercession. It's like, I mean, intercession is wonderful. And if you're driving in traffic and you remember, oh, my my nephew is taking his college exam right now. And keep your eyes open, you know, you know. You don't want to close your eyes for three minutes to think of a positive memory while you're in traffic in Chicago. Um, so you, there's, so you can just throw up a quick prayer. Hey God, you know, bust my nephew and take this test or whatever. But if you have more space, okay, th- this just happened spontaneously in one of my training groups, actually. So we, we did, we were doing a manual for healing some trauma stuff and she got beautiful healing and had a wonderful experience with Jesus. It was all wonderful. And we got to the end and she said, oh yeah, and a, I'm remembering you know, my nephew. I can't remember what his problem was. He had some illness or some problem or whatever. And she was like, can, can the group, can we pray? Can we take a minute to pray for my nephew? I said, well, so is Jesus still right there with you in your memory? She said, oh, yeah. So why don't you just turn to him and talk to him about your nephew and tell him what you want? She's like, oh, yeah, Jesus. And he just, it just flowed. And it was just so poignant. And, it, you know, three minutes later, she just, Jesus was standing right there. She's like, yeah, Lord, here's my heart for my nephew. And this is my concern. And I would, you know, can you please be with him? And whatever, it just kind of flowed. And, it, and we kind of, we ended and we all just looked at each other just like, and she, she looks at me and she says, 
why would I ever pray to any other way after doing that? We were all, we all just looked at each other and thought, is there any reason why that we couldn't do intercession like that normal? Yeah. And then of course, a big one is, or me being a psychiatrist working on trial. I mean, people don't usually come to my office just like, hey, just help me have a positive experience with Jesus, you know, for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, not on, you don't normally make an appointment with a psychiatrist for that. You got panic or depression or fill in the blank miserable. Um, so a big thing, a big part of what I do is say, okay, Joy, um, you these panic attacks are ruining your life. So let's get a connection with Jesus. Yeah, we do positive memory, gratitude. We do the little steps. Okay, yeah, I perceive Jesus there. So Lord, you know what this is about. Um, she's been in other kinds of therapy. She's used coping techniques. She has her breathing thing. She uses medication for her panic. And for the audience, I don't enjoy it. I just, this is just an example. It's not like I know the joy. Great example, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah. So we've done a bunch of these other things and they kind of help some, but this is so, so burdensome. So Lord, to, to look right at Jesus, or what's this about? And you know, um, what do you want me to know about my panic attacks? And there's varying degrees of just biological roots but almost always there are painful memories that make anything worse. Like almost any mental illness you have, painful memories can make it worse. They can be totally cause it altogether, or they can also exacerbate it. So Lord, so you say, okay, Jesus, any component of my struggle with anxiety that is anchored in specific memories from my past, could you please help me to go look at that with you and, and resolve that with you? Oh, oh my goodness. I just, oh my gosh. I'm just realizing this is, this is a, this is exactly the feeling when I have my panic attacks. This is exactly the feeling that I had. Fill in the blank when I had when my dad has had his first heart attack. When I had that car accident when I was driving the ring when I was sixteen, learning to. I mean, oh my goodness! And then it's okay. As soon as you get into any bad memory, the first thing you do is say, okay, now, just like we did in the positive memory, we kind of invited Jesus and how God connects with Him. Anywhere else we go, it's the first thing we do. So there you are, driving in the rain in the dark. Just about to hit, come to the corner where you where you slide off the road. Okay, before we go any farther, Jesus, we know you were there. We welcome your presence. Could you help Joy perceive your presence with her there? You know, sixteen years old, doing her driver's practice, whatever. Oh my gosh, I can kind of sense his presence next to me. Now, can you please look at and walk through this memory with Joy? And I just coach you. He's the therapist. He's sitting next to you. You basically are going to go through the memory with Jesus. I just, anything that comes up, we just take it to him and say, can you walk through this with me? So mm. there's the, that's like the super duper kind of short summary. And of course, there's a part of it, which um, for folks who cannot initially connect with Jesus, there's a whole, um, a whole toolbox of troubleshooting tools, like the difference between you, Jeff, that's happened for you your whole life. And what was in the way for me? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, it might be, depending on where you're at, actually, but we like we have a team over in the third world country, 95% of the people right out of the box, they're just like, oh, there's Jesus. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. the success rate right out of the box is, is insanely high. For yeah. They have less offenses, you know, they have more grace from God. I mean, they're poor, they have desperate needs. Jesus just gives them a special dispensation. I'm not sure what all the variables are, but like some places we go, just those tools I described there, a beginner layperson can learn those in a weekend. You do that for 15 or 20 minutes at the front end. The person's like, oh yeah, I can perceive Jesus. Okay, let's go to the bad memory. And then anything that comes up, you just look at Jesus, ask him for help. 
And we have 25-year-old volunteers with third grade educations that have been able to do that. And like I, like I said, especially in third world countries, it tends to work very high percentage of the time, especially the initial connection with Jesus. Almost everybody just right out of the box, they get it. First world countries, depending on the culture, how much doubt or faith there is, how much, I mean, how much defenses or whatever, admit you maybe 60%. You know, we we did the thing at Urbana for InterVarsity where we pray with like a thousand students over the course of a week. And yeah, I, uh, it would have been nice if I had a whole team extra just to follow things and get all the numbers. But my rough guess was, you know, not 60 to 70% right out of the box can perceive Jesus. That's, that's a big, you know, 40 to 30 to 30 to 40%. If you have some kind of a ministry thing and there's 350 students who are not connecting with Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the, the 700 that are, that's fantastic. But the 350 that aren't, that's, that's kind of a big deal. And so there's a whole, yeah, a whole part of, a, a big part of a manual approach is, especially in first world countries, for people where it does not work initially out of the box, you said, okay, I have 100% confidence that Jesus is there. He was there. He is there. He always wants to be with you. And it, uh, that's biblical, but also having done this for tens of thousands of hours now, uh, experientially, I'm also convinced that close to 100% of the people who initially, well, I'm not, like you tried the first tools, no, I'm not perceiving his presence. Okay, well, that just means there's something in the way. And when we find it and move it, it's going to work. And almost everybody when you use a troubleshooting toolbox and there's, you know, nah. the simple summary I use is I can teach you the basics in a weekend. I like those volunteers in Uganda. I mean, they went out with the basics and they worked most of the time in that setting. I can teach you the basics in a weekend, in a, you know, in a day, depending. And you can spend the rest of your life mastering the advanced material because mm -hmm. you know, the, uh, the blockages can go everywhere from, you know, some little distortion. Some, I mean, there's, I'm just afraid of Jesus. Um, so I'm a 22 year old college student, or a 20 year old college student, Christian, and I have a pornography addiction that I try to keep a secret. And I'm just like, why would I, why, if Jesus shows up, the first thing he's going to do is tell everybody in the room that I'm, I have this, this thing that I'm so ashamed of. Okay, well, that's just like sort of intense, but pretty straightforward, you know. And you just, hmm, it's not working. Well, let's just ask Jesus, so what's in the way of my being able to perceive your presence? Oh, the thought that comes to me right away is I've got a huge amount of shame about an issue, and I'm afraid if I let Jesus show up, he's going to just make me tell everybody. Okay. This is what's, this is cool. Just naming, oh, like, and you don't have to give me the details. Just name me. There's an issue I have shame about. I'm afraid if I let Jesus show up, he's going to make me tell everybody. Okay, we don't even perceive Jesus yet, but okay. So just in faith, you say that to him directly. So Jesus, I don't see you yet, but in faith, I know you're here. I'm afraid to let you show up because this, can you help? Three quarters of the time, just that little, what's in the way, this thought comes to me, give me the general principle, name that directly to Jesus, ask him for help. He'll say, oh, you know, I still feel pretty vulnerable. You know what? I want him to help me look at this. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I do want Jesus to be here. Oh, I can perceive him now. Like the basic tools are like that basic. I can I taught that to you guys in seven minutes. Mm -hmm. And the advanced tools are, you know, 
this kid, when she was 12 years old, her pastor molested and raped her repeatedly while quoting scripture about submission and blah, 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 blah. It, that's not going to move. So that, um, you're going to need some advanced tools to figure out what's going on. And you've got dissociation involved and untangle the memory anchors and then go find tools to move those. When you do, the person says, oh my gosh, I can feel the presence of Jesus for the first time in my life and I can feel that he's good and that my my pastor misrepresented him. I all my, I I've always felt like why would I why would anybody want to follow Jesus? Because he's gonna be like my pastor. Oh my goodness, I can feel the love of the presence of Jesus. That's a big deal. A huge good thing. Yeah. But that's not a simple. That that's not the basic troubleshooting. Right. right. Well, Dr. Carl, this has been mind-blowing in some ways that I, I know I'm going to be spending uh, certainly this weekend and well beyond that practicing some of what you uh, out, outlined here for us. For people that um, want to engage with the Emmanuel approach, I mean, we're going to, we, we know you've, you've written the book. Uh, we'll put links to all that in the show notes, um, but this is far more than a book. So how do we yeah. think of that? So the book is, you know, I spent 10,000 hours writing that book. And it's got like, it's, it's actually one book and it, it's actually, um, it includes, so it's big and intimidating, tried to be intimidating by the massive size. And the, the point there, the reason it's so big is it's actually a beginner book, an intermediate book, an advanced book, all in the same book. But you're like, oh, if you look at it, it looked pretty big. The whole beginner's book is just the first hundred pages. Just pretend the other 700 aren't there. So, <laughs> so the big, the big lion book is a huge resource. There's also, I spent the whole last year, I got a business consultant saying, yeah, Dr. Carl, the Big Lion book is fantastic, but that's not an easy on-ramp. The average person wants some, uh, you know, there needs to be something else smaller than the 800-page Big Lion book. So I spent the whole last year, there's a getting started page on our website, www.emmanualapproach.com, that you'll probably put in the show notes or whatever. If you go to the getting started page of that website, there's a whole buffet of like there's like a little seven minute video clip about about manual stuff. There's a 12 minute little summary of the process. There's a longer 30 minute summary of the process. There's like an hour more of a kind of a podcast explanation of the process. There's a two page little summary. There's a five page longer summary. There's a 15 page intermediate summary. There's a 30 page longer summary. There's there's video clips where you can actually see it live, like the trailer version. So there's like the whole session exactly as it happened an hour long, nothing left out. There's a Reader's Digest version that's 20 minutes long so you can follow it a little easier. And you can buy those on the store page. But for free, there's trailers where it's like two minutes. Oh, you know, yeah, I've been having panic attacks. Okay, two minutes. Oh, I'm in, here's the, here's the car accident. Here's, oh my gosh, here's where I started. Two minutes up. Oh, Jesus is there with me. And then a minute at the end say, okay, we're well, here we are six months later. Are your panic attacks, Joy? Oh my goodness, they're all gone since we. So, like, we have little trailer clips of twenty different sessions. So, short summary: the buffet, the uh, getting started page, has this massive buffet, most of it free download stuff for folks who want to learn more about the manual approach. Super helpful. Excellent, excellent. Well, Dr. Carl, this has been just such an honor and privilege to have this conversation with you. And uh, I know that our listeners are grateful for it as well. 
and uh, much love to you, peace and grace to you, my friend. Uh, and I'm I'm just so warmed that um, the years of work that you've put into this are helping so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Well, like I said, the my energy and passion are very connected to my are very connected to my own journey. Having done forty years of Christianity without the subjectively tangible presence of Jesus. And now doing 20 years with that piece in place, it's like, Lord, I want to help everybody else on the planet. And there's people like you, Jeff, that just walked right into it, didn't even realize you should be grateful. Yeah. There's a lot of people like me. Oh, and this is another crazy one. It's, can, we, can we go like for two minutes? This is a crazy story that you're going to absolutely love. Yeah. So for non-believers, so like there's people like you who just walk into it, yay. There's Christians like me who... All the other tools never worked, and I and I I put these tools together, and for the first time in my life, oh my goodness, it works. Because that's huge. There's you know, and whatever that's whether that's fifteen percent or forty or whatever. But there's a bunch of people like me. I love helping them actually experience this piece in their Christian life. There's a bunch of Christians in the middle that just didn't even know, like they didn't know that you could have like a living, tangible, and they'd had subtle stuff if you help them recognize it, but they. They had some of your experience, Jeff, sort of slowly on the edges and haven't even really been fully aware of it. And you help them add this piece and they can deliberately, consciously have the living, interactive presence of Jesus be a much, much bigger part of their lives. Mm-hmm. Huge, yay, good. And there are unbelievers. This is crazy. I, you know, I, mostly I work with training Christians, but I've had a handful of unbelievers that, like, for example, they come into my office because they're just in miserable pain. And had one one young guy. Yet oh, I think he had like depression and panic disorder. I mean, he, he had tried other he had other therapists and medications and all kinds of treatment. Oh, utter just miserable, miserable. It had, it, if panic and depression are really severe, that that just your life is miserable. I mean, the, the suicide rate is actually pretty high. He basically like somebody in his life. I can't remember his his parents or somebody had convinced him, hey. Before you shoot yourself in the head, go please go see Dr. Cargill and just try it. He was basically like, what do I got to lose? So I said, hey, um, the tool I want to use, the tool that I use the most is a faith-based tool. And in my experience, it even works for people. If, someone's, if someone is willing to try it, it often even works for people who are, are not Christian, who don't share my beliefs. And here's exactly what I want to do. I just described it. You go to positive memory, blah, blah, blah. Here's exactly what we want to do. And after we get, you know, the positive memory, you feel appreciation. We'll just, we'll do, do a prayer. And since you don't even believe God exists, we, it's okay to do it like this. So Jesus, I don't even believe that you exist, but if you do exist, if you are real and you're not a jerk, um, then I invite you to be with me. Can you help me perceive your presence? That's what we would do. He, he was like, I'll try, I'll try anything. I'll talk to the Pillsbury. I'll talk to the Pillsbury Doughboy. Do you think it'll help? You know, if this doesn't work, I'm going to shoot myself in the head. And he wasn't joking. Okay. He tries it and goes through the, you know, positive memory, do a little welcome to Jesus, help me to perceive your presence. And he goes, he got his head jerks, but he kind of starts. He goes, like, just, Jesus, Jesus is not, uh, Jesus is in my memory. He turns to me, he goes, he kind of starts batting, looks at me, Jesus is in my memory. And I said, I didn't think you believed in Jesus. He goes, well, no, he's in my memory, he's standing right in front of me. <laughs> I was I was a little in a little mischievous mood. Us, so how do you even know it's Jesus? It's like you didn't even believe he existed. 
45 seconds ago. And like, how do you even know the, whoever it is standing in front of you in your memory? How do you know that's Jesus? How do you, how do you know who Jesus is when you didn't even believe in him? He's like, dude, when the son of God is standing in front of you, you know who he is. <laughs> so, so that was pretty cool. And he, it just worked beautifully for them. I mean, just the grace of God, it just worked beautifully. We went to that. We found the memories that were underneath his oppression, his panic. We walked through them with Jesus. It was like three or four sessions. And he was, he was thrilled. I mean, most of his, most of his symptoms were gone in a, in a month. He was, he was thrilled. And at the end of the, it was like third of the fourth session. He just lays it toward me. And he just this kind of expression of just, he's just like, sort of just this incredibly open, just sort of curious one expression of his face. He was just like, is this what you Christians do? Just kind of like, is, is this what you Christians do? I, I said, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? He said, well, this thing we're doing with Jesus, like when we, we, you help me connect with Jesus and we just kind of talk to Jesus and we, we go walk through my life and look at everything with Jesus. Is this what you Christians do? I said, well, Sorry that it's so hard to see, and there is some, there are it's there's more than just that. I mean, there are there's some other stuff to Christianity as well, but this is supposed to be the most important part. He said, "Well, so if I be a Christian, can I keep doing this?" I said, uh, "I said, yeah." I said, "Yeah, of course." He was like, "Well, so can you let me be a Christian so I can keep doing this?" How, how do I how do I be a Christian? Can you can you help me be a Christian? Can you can you let me be a Christian so I can keep doing this? So that's why I have so much padding about this. No, that is that is just beautiful and so full of hope, you know, for those who are hurting. Amen. 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 Such a contrast to something that you didn't even want to share for those first 40 years. Right. I, yes, exactly. Very good words, Joy. That's now it's like, how can I get to, uh, how can I get to Emmanuel as fast as possible without being inappropriate or, or like, you know, you don't want to just grab a stranger, you know, and start, but you know, exactly. Now I just think, oh my goodness, I can't wait to share this good news. Yeah. And before I, I, I couldn't. I say, like, yeah, how could I, how could I get somebody to believe this? Well, I don't even, I don't even know why it's good news. Yeah. That that's kind of a big contrast. Wow. Well, it's a, it's a great reminder that transformation is possible. And, oh. uh, Oh, Oh. And so the darkness of the world, I mean, Palestine, Israel, Ukraine, and not to mention just general human trafficking. I mean, just, Oh, the world is so dark. So just an interesting data point there. And there's this, there's a 45 minute version of this talk that I will only give you one minute of. So a data point for me, which is why I have less trouble with despair than most other people in the world. Um, I have people in my practice who experienced systematic, deliberate, ongoing torture as children. Just, it's insanely, I mean, just, uh, yeah, uh, just really insanely horrible stuff. Uh, it, it dulls too, but I mean, systematic, deliberate, ongoing torture is, I, I, um, 
I've worked with many people. I've done hundreds, probably thousands of sessions with that kind of content. Here's the crazy piece. So you're in some insane memory. You know, we just, I don't even give you any of the details because it'll be, it'll, it'll cause secondary trauma just to have the, hear the description. And so we do the Jesus that we, so we get to the memory. Okay. We know the Lord was there and there can be some advanced work to help get, to help that happen. But they always, but then the session. So Jesus is standing right in front of me. And I, I, I feel I'm okay. I'm like, yeah, well, actually, now I've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times, so I, now it doesn't surprise me. But at first, I was kind of like, wait a minute. Um, uh, wait a minute. Uh, so you're still in the memory of having a whole team of perpetrators systematically torture you, and you're, you're okay? It's like, yeah, Jesus is standing right in front of me. I'm looking right in his face. And his presence is so powerful that, I mean, yeah, is that all? That, I'm still in the same memory. I'm just looking right at Jesus. His presence is so powerful that, that I'm okay. I'm, I, the, the rest of the the rest of that the memory just doesn't bother me anymore. Oh. So I see in my office almost every week that the living presence of Jesus is bigger than the worst horrific, insane darkness that has ever been perpetrated on the planet. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, Dr. Carl, thank you. Thank you for yeah. the hope. I, I've I've got a barking dog here, so we'll have to edit that stuff out. But thank you for the hope and the inspiration and the tools that you're providing for so many. It's just, it's a joy. And I hope a lot of people get an opportunity to access those. So, yes. So, enjoy your go time, Dr. Daughter, and you can go take care of your dog. And yes. it's good to see you guys. And glad Tony helped make the connection. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so, so much. And uh, we'll keep you posted on. Go ahead. Yes, keep me posted because when the, when you get when you release the podcast, I can send it out to my newsletter just to let people know. Hey, folks, if you want to go see another podcast, we would love that. That would That'd be great. great. Thank you, my friend. Really appreciate the time. I wish I was in Idaho with you. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe sometime. <laughs> so good to meet you. Thank you all. Thank you. Thanks. You as well. And you have been listening to another episode of the Communitas podcast. And if you've enjoyed this episode, we really encourage you to share with others. There's lots of great content in here this week. Uh, also, we can um, over appreciate you giving us a rating. If you enjoyed this, share it with other people. You will find us on all of the major podcasting platforms. And you can subscribe and get a notification each time a new episode drops. And we look forward to being with you again on another episode of the Communitas podcast. Thank you.